Hello, everyone, and welcome to an English Teacher John Show special discussion. My name is John Kunz, and I live and work as an English teacher in Matsumoto, Japan. This audio file is part two of our three part homeopathy discussion. Yes, it's a three part discussion. Part one is included in the English Teacher John Show. Number 53.、Uh, parts 2 and 3 are separate audio files. Our special guest for this informative discussion was our friend Amusan, who is German born but has been living in Japan for many, many years. She holds both a German and Japanese MD certification, but now she focuses. Exclusively on holistic healing and especially homeopathy.、Uh, besides Amusan, you'll hear the voices of researchers and physicians and others who participated in the discussion.、Uh, you'll also hear my voice. This part of the discussion, part two, is about 40 minutes long. Enjoy! Now it's very,、uh, it's a boom to talk about holistic medicine, you know? You know the word holistic medicine? Holistic. Holistic medicine. Holistic. Never heard? Holistic medicine. Holistic medicine. Every, everybody talks about it. So, Anna, is there. The medicine which is practiced now in hospitals is called, we call it Western medicine. It's only,、uh, it's very young, only let's say 100 years old, <laughs> since Wilco.、Yeah, so. uh, then we have alternative medicine. Did you hear about alternative? What is the Japanese name? I would say Daikan Ryoko. Daikan Ryoko. Daikan Ryoko. Daikan Ryoko. Alternative medicine. That means. Yes. So, acupuncture or. Yes, acupuncture, for example, or. Harbor medicine. Harbor medicine. Chiropractic? Yes.、Mm. Except、uh, Western medicine, right? Yes. So, and、uh, homeopathy is a, is a medical system in itself. It has its own philosophy on disease and on curing, on healing disease. The main difference between Western medicine and homeopathy is. The Western medicine is looking for a cure, if possible for a quick cure, to,、uh, to eliminate the symptom which is bothering the person. So,、um, that is allopathic medicine.、Eh? He was writing allopathic medicine, Western medicine. Homeopathy is looking for healing. That means,、um, healing means you have to see the whole person. Body, mind, and spirit. 
that is uh, a very high ideal. <laughs> so, but it's possible. And this is what uh, this famous Dr. Hahnemann, 200 years ago, was um, writing down in, very famous, in a very famous book. And this we still treat in homeopathy after his principles. So the principles of Hahnemann's homeopathy, the so-called classical homeopathy, do you understand a bit? Hmm. Yeah? Okay. If you don't understand, please. <laughs> the word is... It's the classical homeopathy, that means... And, um, uh, anyhow, the doctor, homeopathic doctor, has to find the correct, most similar remedy, which fits into the pattern of the patient. It's called the similimum. It is uh, the most similar substance to the symptoms and to the emotions, to the constitution of this person. And this is my task, to find out <laughs> which constitution each person has. And um, that means on the table it was written and um, like cures like. Did you see that? Like cures like. Maybe it's difficult to understand in the beginning, but uh, for example, in, uh, in the kitchen we have an onion. An onion. We cut it. What happens? You have, you have watery eyes, you have tears, you have runny nose, you feel itchy, it's biting. So, and now, and when you, when you have a hay fever, allergy, you have the same symptoms. Itchy eyes, and a biting feeling, the, the tears, the sneezing, watery nose. So we treat uh, hay fever, you know, the rhinitis, allergic, allergic rhinitis, with, with a remedy made from red onion. Mm -hmm. That is like cures like. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or the same red onion, it's called allium kepa, it's a Latin name, we use Latin names for the homeopathic remedy. Or the same happens in a beginning cold. You don't have fever, it's just suddenly the nose starts to run. It doesn't stop. Watery, watery. The eyes are blurred from tears. So when you take at that moment allium kippa, the remedy, then it stops. And you can um, stop the process of going deeper and deep, deeper into the cold. Another example for like cures like is apis, the toxin of the bee. We have the and a honeybee, eh? No. So we take as uh, a toxin <laughs> and put it into alcohol and this uh, so-called essence, the mother tincture, will be diluted many, many times. The, the process of making medicines is very 
Um, it's like Western medicine, it's um, standardized. It has a standard, it's standardized. There are only very few companies who can make these remedies. In Japan, we cannot yet. Not yet. We all um, interested. So what kind of symptoms of diseases do uh, you use such a B-toxin? B-toxin, that's interesting. You know, of course, bee sting. Mm -hmm. You will see in, in the polyclinic patients coming with uh, anaphylactic shock. They have a bee sting for the second, third time, and they got, get swollen all over the body. They cannot talk anymore inside too, and they are, if you don't give them a cortisone shot, they will die because of this shock all over the body. This is a very strong allergic reaction. If, you give, if this patient takes Apis while he is going to the doctor, while he is rushing to the hospital, this subsides already. Subsides? Oh, no, the, 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 um, the symptoms of allergy uh, get very, get better very soon. Reduce or decrease? Uh, decrease, subside. subside. Uh -huh. Oh, subside. Mm -hmm. So, it's, uh, it's very good in, in summer to have this little remedy, a piece. So, such kind of remedy uh, that people uh, take should take before the anaphylaxis shock or after the anaphylaxis shock? Anytime you, anytime you are... When you have a bee sting, usually it will swell up. But some people are prone to have a shock, an anaphylactic shock. But anyhow, as soon as possible, you take the remedy, a piece. A piece, a piece, a piece. <laughs> you can pass it around. Mm. It's a little white pill. Mm -hmm. uh, All are white uh, pills on oh. sugar pills <laughs> with the essence of oh. the bee toxin. Eh? Mm -hmm. Under the tongue. Mm. And it's, uh, it's really wonderful to see how, uh, how uh, as a first aid medicine, this is really working mm. for allergies. Mm. Also, when as a doctor, uh, you give an injection to a patient. Usually we use an epinephrine shot. Yeah, epinephrine yeah. shot. Uh, but uh, sometimes uh, you prescribe, so you prescribe an antibiotic, and the patient goes home, and when she comes home, she has a machine, what is it? Yeah. No, no, no. Oticaria. Oticaria. Yeah. All over the body. Mm -hmm. Swelling, red, itchy. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. unpleasant. Mm -hmm. When you take Apis, wow, oh. it gets better oh. suddenly. How, how long uh, does it take to uh, get the effect? Very soon. Very soon. These, that's a good question. Uh, these remedies are you know, absorbed oh. from the mucous membranes in the mouth. You put it under the tongue. And it's not like Western uh, medicine. It doesn't go through the stomach. It is taken into the body from the saliva directly. So it's working very quick, in a few minutes. Sometimes in one minute. <laughs> wow. Like uh, 
nitroglycerin. Yes. We usually uh, use a nitroglycerin uh-huh. uh, sublingual. Sublingual, uh, eh? In patients with uh, angiitis. Yes, yes. If the snake poisoning yes. is the work, snake, snake. Snake poisoning, we, we can use apis. We also can use uh, remedies made from snake poison. Mm-hmm. We have several snake poison remedies. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, I have another question. Uh, yeah. Um, you told us uh, uh, in terms of AIDS patients. Yes. Uh, you made uh, kind of such kind of remedy made from uh, patient blood. Yes. But, uh, I didn't make think, it. Uh, okay. We think <laughs> patient blood contains a lot of uh, viruses. Yes. So it's uh, dangerous for healthy subjects. Would so be. You would think so. What happens if uh, such kind of remedy uh, mm-hmm. gives uh, healthy patients? It is... Um, uh, Not AIDS patients. It is very highly diluted. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely... Not dangerous. There's no risk. And um, in the film, in the video, you saw. There was talk, so we were talking about dilution. Do you have this? Yeah. Here? Dilution. Dilution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, these remedies. Here's 30. Mm-hmm. 30 C. This is a French one. So 30 C H. 30 C. This is a German maker, 30, C30, that means mm. centesimal, 100. Mm. You uh, repeat mm. hun, uh, no, 30 times, one drop into 199 drops of water, mm. and take out again one drop and uh, repeat this process for 30 times. After you repeat 12 times, we cannot find any substance anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that is always uh, what the um, researchers or the scientists, scientific science, science mm-hmm. is um, criticizing on homeopathy. You cannot find anything which is working, but it's effective. And as you ask with acetylenum or with carcinosinum, as these very dangerous and, um, tissues, they are diluted um, even more into one million or ten million. So it is uh, there's only it's energy medicine. It's not a substance. Are there any standard for dilution? Yes. That means uh, 200 C for 80, 80? <laughs> I for don't know. 200 C, 300 C, 500 C. Oh, no. So our standards, yes, we, we use, uh, um, we use uh, usually 6 C, um. low, we call low potency, um. or we use 30 C. This is all the medicines we use here for household medicine. This is the household remedies, which I study in my groups. These are all uh, 30C. These all come from the nature. No chemicals. No chemicals included. Mm -hmm. 
this is a new one. These are... Oh, 30C and this one? Also 30C. 36 different remedies, which are, you, which are very effective in household, uh, in smaller diseases, which mothers can use at home. So 30C is a standard dilution? Yes, it's a standard dilution. And then, when this is not effective enough, Mm. We go to the next potency, which is 200C. 200 C. Oh. <laughs> and when it's not effective, I go to M. Oh. It means million. Increase the dilution. Increase the dilution. And then it's more effective. Oh. That's the funny thing. Oh. The more you dilute. That's the interesting concept for me. Yeah. Very hard to grasp for me. And yeah. I can imagine for physicians <laughs> and researchers. Uh -huh. um, less of the substance in there and becomes more powerful. That's, I yes. think, one of the defining qualities of homeopathy, this, this idea, mm -hmm. concept. It seems unlogic. Mm -hmm. seems illogical, doesn't it? Illogical, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, just now you see the cancer for the casino cell, if you and make some, uh, some uh, remedy. Yeah. Used by the uh, some cell of the cancer, also can prevent cancer. That's what I cannot say. Mm -hmm. Now, this so-called carcinosinum is good for a type, which is which uh, is for a constitution, mm -hmm. which is very uh, what does it? I use carcinosinum in a person with a constitution. Mm -hmm of carcinosinum. Mm -hmm. very, and, um, she likes to be perfect, mm -hmm. she likes to be effective, mm -hmm. she's working all the time, mm -hmm. she makes herself feeling bad, mm -hmm. not being good enough to people. Mm -hmm. very, it's a very strict person. Mm -hmm. yeah. More, more one has activity to increase energy. Yeah, uh, likes to have, uh, needs to, to prove that mm -hmm. she's a good person. Mm -hmm. That's her constitution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, for example, last year I treated a woman who was an English teacher mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who had a very bad rush, an itchy rush on her legs. And no medicine would cure this. Mm -hmm. And it was really disturbing her very much. Mm -hmm. So I had the hunch, it's not, I know her, but I also had the hunch that she could need Katsumosinum. Then I gave her this twice only, mm. and everything is gone forever. Um. Didn't come back. So, so that is an. Um, <laughs> as a doctor, we want the patient to get better. And uh, usually in Western medicine, we are pleased when this symptom which we treated is gone. For example, if you treat ear infection, we are happy when the patient, uh, when the infection goes down. But maybe after two weeks, this child again gets a cough, maybe a bronchitis, and then you need to treat again. So every symptom will be treated by its own. But in homeopathy, if you once treat the ear infection was a correct remedy, 
then there will be no following infections. This child will be healthier than before. So, for example, we use for ear infection chamomilla. Everybody knows chamomile. Chamomile. Here we have chamomilla 30C. That means a very diluted thing. This is good for pain, for infection, for uh, angry, angry children. Also for for women who are in labor, giving birth, mm. and they get very angry about the pain not uh, leaving her. So for angry infection, <laughs> if you say anger in infection. So, and it's working very quick. We were studying, we have uh, study groups in my house, and one mother brought her son who had an earache. And we gave him one pill of chamomilla, and 20 minutes later, one more pill of chamomilla, very small, under the tongue. And then he fell asleep on the arm of his, of, in his mother's arms. And before we stopped our study group in one and a half hours, he woke up and everything was gone. No pain anymore. And he had no no following uh, infections of the ears. Mm -hmm. uh, may I ask a question? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice to hear now, from uh, Nico and Hideki and Heidi also. I have talked uh, enough now, it's your turn. Please. Please. Uh, according to your uh, talk or mm -hmm. lecture, uh, it seems uh, there are two types of uh, effects by remedies. I mean, uh, one is a uh, uh, symptom or disease-specific effect, and one is a uh, uh, whole body's effect. Mm -hmm. Is it different? Uh, that means, uh, but you said that uh, if you uh, give the uh, chamomile to mm -hmm. ear infection, ear infection patients, yeah. uh, that patients uh, not only relieving uh, uh, the ear symptom, but mm -hmm. also the uh, increasing uh, body energy or something. Yes. Immune so system. Boosting so of the immune system. Um, or something. Yes. So I couldn't understand uh, mm -hmm. only one remedy uh, for uh, ear infection has kind of such kind of broad effect or... Uh, yes. It is... Um, in homeopathy, the philosophy in homeopathy is uh, based on uh, this word vital force. This is what uh, Dr. Hahnemann uh, defined 150 years ago in his old age, vital force. So I wrote it down here on, uh, on this vital force. I, I understand the concept, but if so, uh -huh. uh, only one remedy yeah. is effective. Uh, how to say? Um, you don't. We don't need uh, each type of remedy for each symptom. Vital force is stimulate, stimulate remedy mm -hmm. is the best one. So, uh, so, so it is. Um, you understand? Yes. What did I say? Um, 
Uh, it is a sort of tool to uh, bring the system into balance. It's like, how do you call it, catalyst, catalyst, uh, mm. Equilibrium, kind of. Yes, Something a catalyst, a catalyst. Mm. Catalyst, catalyst, catalyst. Catalyst is, um, catalyst. This is important to uh, researchers, right? To mm. experiments and, yeah. So it starts a sort of, chain reaction in the body. Who is a catalyst? Mm, no. uh, mm. It is not uh, like uh, Western medicine, like a crutch mm. that you need all the time. Mm. And when you treat asthma mm. in, uh, in a child, you use bronchodilatator for weeks, for months, for mm. years sometimes. It's like a crutch. So mm. always mm. go with this mm. crutch. Mm. But in homeopathy, you uh, use it once, twice, mm. or maybe once more after a month, mm. and then not anymore. Mm -hmm. Then a, if it's the correct prescription, mm. it works. Mm. It continues to work. Mm. If it's incorrect prescription, then how does it happen? Nothing or nothing. energy level is, energy falls? No, is nothing. Nothing. Mm. Mm. The patient is not getting better. And uh, no, no poisoning. No, no, poisoning. Mm -hmm. no poisoning either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is no, no side effect mm -hmm. of homeopathic mm -hmm. remedies. Mm -hmm. so only, the only thing is if you prescribe too much. Mm -hmm. For example, now people are studying homeopathy over internet mm -hmm. and say here that the mineral sulfur mm -hmm. is very good for um, atopy, mm -hmm. atopic dermatitis. Mm -hmm. So they have insufficient knowledge and get some remedies into their hands and use sulfur for months to their child. Mm -hmm. Every day one pill as they are used from. That is very dangerous. It's very difficult to uh, know, treat afterwards a patient which, is, which had too many doses of homeopathy. Mm -hmm. I would say that's the only danger in homeopathy to give too much of it. And the same, not only too much of one, but uh, to give several different remedies in a very short time. So I talked about classical homeopathy. There's another, uh, another type of homeopathy which is called pluralist homeopathy. Mm. Sometimes it's used. Uh, uh, is that a recent it's another, homeopathy? Yeah. Oh. The classical homeopathy is prescribing one. one medicine one. and in a very small dosage. Mm. Mm. So is it changing? And in pluralist medicine, they use several at a time, or only two days apart or three days apart. So, so it depends on the. Homeopathy doctors, or it's it depends on the doctor. No, no. I, I would say I would only I only believe in classical homeopathy. Mm. We have to wait, even if I'm not correct with the one remedy, I have to wait a month mm. to change to the next. Mm. How about the uh, type of diseases? 
I think there is a disease is uh, suitable for homeopathy, and conversely, there is a disease or symptoms uh, suitable for uh, Western medicine, oh, yes. kind of a cancer or myocardial infarction. You know mm -hmm. the words. Yes. And uh, I would say only situations which need uh, surgery uh, are better in. Western medicine. So surgery like neurosurgery, uh -huh. eye surgery, cardiovascular uh -huh. surgery, that is very, uh, um, very valuable. Uh -huh. valuable. <laughs> it is really a, a big progress in medicine. Uh -huh. We need that. But uh, inflammation also cardiac and uh, uh, what's it say? Um, infarction. What is it? Myocardial infarction. Yes. Or heart attack. Heart, heart attack. attack yes. Heart attack in common English. It's in the beginning. It's functional. Mm. In the beginning, it's functional. The oxygen is not going to the cells. So the yeah. if you treat early, the uh, homeopathy is effective. Yeah. If there is an uh, organic change, and if uh, already, you know, ashy, what's that, uh, if the cells die already, mm -hmm. you cannot <laughs> recover, oh. recover that. Oh. Mm -hmm. So, but for example... The, uh, etiology of the myocardial infarction, yeah. it's a uh, kind of uh, thrombus, thrombus. Thrombosis. Thrombosis. Yes. So, it's uh, difficult to uh, resolve or uh, to remove, to, um, mm -hmm. remove uh, mm -hmm. by medicine. So usually we uh, do uh, perform the cardiac catheterization yes. Yes. and uh, mm -hmm. remove the such thrombus. Mm -hmm. uh, that is right. That is yeah. the right choice to do. Uh, and that's why we live in the. 21st century to have these <laughs> possibilities. But as long as it's a functional state like angina pectoris. Angina, angina pectoris. It's still functional, eh? it's a sort of um, cramp. <laughs> then you can dissolve it. Mm -hmm bring normal flow back to the heart. Is it some of this, uh, when I think about the holistic and alternative medicine, uh, these concepts, it almost seems, is, is it so simple to, for uh, long-term preventative staying healthy, it seems like homeopathy and lots of these other remedies are very, very effective. But there's a point where a person is not healthy anymore or the disease is critical or an emergency situation. And it seems like that's where allopathic or Western, there's a point where, like you said, surgery is necessary, you have to do it now. So it seems like it almost breaks down to health maintenance and general well-being. Mm -hmm. All of the natural remedies serve that very well. But at some point, the diseases become too intractable, not able mm -hmm. to come back. 
Yeah. And that's where Western medicine excels. That's right. Mm. Mm. That's right. I know homeopathy is good for um, prevention. It's very good in children to create a good health state in this, for this child for his whole life. But you said that uh, if uh, you uh, give the correct yeah. uh, uh, or incorrect remedies, it does not work. So how you can prevent the diseases? No, I don't we want don't to prevent. And that's also a, a difference in prevent. And, uh, what do we need to prevent? And, uh, for example, I'm teaching now to young mothers how to treat their children at home. So, in homeopathy we think it's necessary to have the childhood diseases, like, you know, chicken pox? Mm -hmm. oh, chicken pox. You need, the child needs to have chicken pox, the child needs to have mumps. It's uh, better to have measles also. Why? <coughs> they have to go through these childhood diseases to develop their immune system. Yeah, I agree. It's necessary for their life and it's necessary for these children when they become adult and when they give birth to a child again to be able to pass the antibodies to the next generation. Those children on the other side who have an, uh, a vaccination for measles, MMR vaccination, they, they may or they may not have the disease in their life, but they are not able to protect the, the coming uh, generation. And you lose you lose a chance for the child to get strong. And it's not only the, um, the physical immune power, it's also they need the disease to develop uh, mentally, to develop spiritually, I would say. We need, as children, uh, at some point, uh, a disease to learn about pain in our own body, to learn about pain in other people. We need to learn about compassion. When you are sick as a child, you have the chance to get the whole love of your mother. And you feel, oh, usually she is very busy, but when I'm sick, she is there for me, and she will take care of me, and she will be, stay up at night. So this bonding, through this childhood disease is a step up for the child. Right. After she has gone through measles, it's a long disease if you don't give antibiotics maybe, but anyhow, the child will be healthier than before and, and will make a big step up in, in her mental mm -hmm. development. Mm -hmm. I almost agree, but at mm -hmm. several points I disagree. Yeah. I mean, uh, you have to uh, maybe to experience it. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, so uh, such kind of infection is necessary to develop the immune system in mm -hmm. But uh, some uh, very weak 
kids uh, die by will be the, will die by such kind of infection. So prevent such kind of die. Uh, we should use uh, kind of a vaccination. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, uh, influenza. Mm -hmm. uh, we you recently used an influenza vaccination. Yes. Uh, but uh, mm -hmm. several years ago, uh, we we stopped. We in Japan stopped yes. the vaccination. Yes, I know uh, the story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, the but uh, after stopping the. Vaccination for influenza virus, mm -hmm. uh, many people died, especially uh, elder people mm -hmm. died by the infection and uh, encephalitis mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. So recently, we mm -hmm. uh, changed uh, our mind mm -hmm. uh, to do the vaccination. Mm -hmm. It's better mm -hmm. than uh, no vaccination. Mm -hmm. I know. Uh, so may maybe ninety-eight percent. People or 98% uh, child, uh, it's children, it's okay, no problem. But only several uh, mm. very weak people or patients uh, mm -hmm. uh, getting uh, serious problems. Yeah. Do you have children yourself? Yeah, uh, seven years. Uh -huh. And uh, I um, uh, shot the vaccination of the influenza yeah. um, last week. Last week. <laughs> I did <laughs> in my house. <laughs> of course, there are uh, different um, sources of statistics, and uh, there are also some statistics which uh, talk about the contrary that there is no change if you in countries where you give. Uh, the vaccine or in countries or districts where you don't give the vaccine mm -hmm. and uh, the death rate is um, obviously not uh, lower mm -hmm. in regions where you give the vaccination so you need to, to have more me too and you and everybody needs to study more about the long-term results of these vaccinations. Mm -hmm. So just what I can say from as a homeopathic doctor, and, uh, the less vaccinations children have, the stronger mm -hmm. they will be in their life. Mm -hmm. And that's a fact, it's sort of experience. Mm -hmm. Less mm -hmm. vaccinations. Less vaccinations, the stronger they become. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Of, of course. Uh, it's understandable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you go to a country like Tibet and India, they still have polio. Yeah. So I would not dare not to take polio vaccination when you go there. <laughs> mm -hmm. You have to always to choose and to see mm -hmm. the risk of the disease and disadvantage of an unnecessary vaccination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's my standpoint. Mm -hmm. yeah, but mm -hmm. uh, I think some, uh, uh, some people or some children mm -hmm. uh, without a vaccination mm -hmm. will, be, will die. Mm -hmm. but, some. I, but I think for the mechanism, I think the vaccination and the observer, uh, I don't know completely the same, but some things may be different. Because 
and the poisoning give to the body, body and will produce the immunity, increased the immunity ability to defend the disease. The vaccination also gives some virus, gives some antigen to your body, that your body increase, produce some antibody or uh, T cell, B cell to defend any coming virus, bacteria. So for this kind of point, maybe in, in some kind of point, a little bit similar, I don't know, mm. for the mechanism. Yeah, mechanism is similar, vaccination is similar, but uh, real infections uh, vaccination is different. Uh, maybe strong. Mm, strong, uh, very high level concentration. Of strong or, uh, or sometimes uh, long term. Uh, may, maybe uh, vaccination is uh, incomplete sometimes. Yes, incomplete and it's, for the it's not usually not for the whole life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, only short time. Yeah. Next year you must do short again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, vaccination is a very, what you say, it's a special problem, <laughs> uh, which we cannot find the final solution. <laughs> but uh, I, will my, I will perform uh, my kid. Uh, I did so the, in my yeah, children, yeah. Um, but if I, to my grandchildren, I tell my the young uh, mother, father, uh, it's not necessary. <laughs> And uh, I heard the news and uh, in Japan, and because the environment and uh, very clean, mm. so the kids and the very less chance to contact the antigen or the dirty things. Yeah. So the immunity is low, easy to get infected. But if you could come beside in some in the Tibet, some yeah. and they are strong mm. because they touch mm. the nature, they touch the soil. So yeah, they, they get the. Uh, Defense immunity naturally while they grow. Mm. I think there's some difference between Japan and other countries. Oh, I hope you enjoyed this part two of our homeopathy discussion, and I hope you learned from it. Please check our My English blog at EnglishTeacherJohn.com for parts one and three of this discussion, the transcript, and for our other podcasts. Okay, thanks for listening.